Section 16 of the American Book of the Dog. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Roger Moline. The American Book of the Dog. G. O. Shields, Editor. Section 16. The English Water Spaniel by William A. Bruett. By many, the old English water spaniel is considered extinct, but this claim I cannot allow, for scattered throughout Great Britain, as well as in a few instances in America, are perfect specimens of the breed in the hands of sportsmen who know their true worth and who use them extensively in their private shooting. Were the good qualities of this dog better known, they would be very popular among our inland duck shooters. The English water spaniel is historically older than the Irish, and all writers on canine histiology since the 14th century have described him with more or less care. Dr. Caius says, quote, The water spaniel is that kind of a dog whose service is required in fouling upon the water, partially through a natural towardness and partially by diligent teaching, is endued with that property. The sort is somewhat big and of a measurable greatness, having long, rough, and curled hair, not obtained by extraordinary trades, but given by nature's appointment. Quote. In the Gentleman's Recreation a similar description occurs. In the Sportsman's Cabinet, written about 1802, this dog is described as having the hair long and naturally curled, not loose and shaggy, and the engraving by Scott from a drawing by Reinegale, which accompanies the article, represents a medium-sized liver-and-white curly-coated spaniel, with the legs feathered but not curled. Uat, in his Book of the Dog, has a woodcut showing a similar type, but says, quote, the water spaniel was originally from Spain. The pure breed has been lost, and the present dog is probably descended from the large water dog and the English setter. End quote. All authorities agree that the spaniel came originally from Spain, but it is generally admitted that none exist as imported without alteration by mixture with allied varieties. It is generally agreed that the English setter sprung from the land spaniel, and very likely the dogs referred to by Uat were in greater part, if not all, water spaniels. From the earliest times, the English water spaniel is described as differing from the land spaniel. Edmund de Langley, in The Master of Game, writes of the land spaniel, quote, white and tawny in color and not rough-coated, whereas nearly all other writers describe the water spaniel as rough and curly-coated, but not shaggy. All the earlier writers speak of a large and small water spaniel, and I can easily conceive that two sizes would naturally result from the requirements of sportsmen living in different localities. The bay or sea shooter requires a larger and more powerful dog than the inland sportsman, 
whose shooting is confined to the smaller lakes and streams, where a dog weighing from twenty-five to forty pounds can work the willows, reeds, and rice to much better advantage than a larger animal, and is more easily carried and concealed. I have found the English water spaniel extremely intelligent, particularly fond of the water, which he will enter by choice in all weathers. His powers of swimming and diving are immense. He works through mud, rice, and weeds seemingly with as much ease as on land, while his keen nose enables him to scent the dead or wounded duck at marvelously long distances. He will work out the hiding place of a wounded bird with a perseverance and intelligence that can only be born of a genuine love of the sport. He requires little if any training and seems to have inherent a desire to please his master as well as to gratify his own love of the sport. He will frequently mark the approach of the wild fowl before the hunter sees it, will crouch down till he hears the report of the gun, when he is all animation to mark the fall of the dead or wounded duck. He is of a much handsomer appearance than either the Irish or Chesapeake Bay dogs, and makes an excellent companion at home as well as in the field. The points of the English water spaniel are general appearance, strong, compact of medium size, leggy by comparison with the clumber, Sussex, or black field spaniel, and showing great activity. The head is rather long, the brow apparent, but not very prominent. Jaws fairly long, and slightly but not too much pointed. The whole face and skull to the occiput covered with short smooth hair, and no forelocks as in the Irish water spaniel. The eyes fairly full but not watery, clear brown-colored, with an intelligent beseeching expression. The ears long, rather broad, soft, pendulous, and thickly covered with curly hair of greater length than that of the body. The neck short, thick, and muscular. The chest capacious. The barrel stout and the shoulders wide and strong. The loin strong. The buttocks square and thighs muscular. The legs rather long, straight, strong of bone, well clothed with muscle, and the feet a good size, rather spreading, without being absolutely splay-footed. The coat over the whole upper part of the body and sides, thick and closely curled, flatter on the belly and under the legs, which should, however, be well clad at the back with feathery curls. The prevailing color is liver and white, but whole liver, black and black and white, are also described by some writers. The tail is usually decked rather thick and covered with curls. Appended is the standard and points of judging the English Water Spaniel as adopted by the English Water Spaniel Club. Head, jaws, and eyes, value 20. Ears, value 5. Neck, value 5. Body value ten, forelegs value ten, hind legs value ten, feet value five, 
Stern, value 10. Coat, value 15. General appearance, value 10. Total, 100. Negative points. Feather on stern, 10. Top knot, 10. Total, 20. Head. Long, somewhat straight, and rather narrow. Muzzle rather long, and if anything rather pointed. Eyes. Small for the size of the dog. Ears. Set in forward, and thickly clothed with hair inside and out. Neck straight. Body, including size and symmetry, ribs round, the back ones not very deep. Nose, large. Shoulders and chest? Shoulders low and chest rather narrow but deep. Back and loin. Strong but not clumsy. Hind quarters. Long and straight, rather rising toward the stern than drooping, which combined with the low shoulder gives him the appearance of standing higher behind than in front. Stern. Docked from seven inches to ten inches, according to the size of the dog. Carried a little above the level of the back, but by no means high. Feet and legs. Feet well spread, large and strong, well clothed with hair, especially between the pads. Legs long and strong, the stifles well bent. Coat. Covered either with crisp curls or with ringlets. No top knot, but the close curls should cease on the top of the head, leaving the face perfectly smooth and lean-looking. Color. Black and white, liver and white, or self-colored black or liver. The pied for choice. General appearance. Sober-looking, with rather a slouching gait and a general independence of manner, which is thrown aside at the sight of a gun. End of section 16. Recording by Roger Moline.